Greetings, welcome to episode 19 of Dr. Will's Software Project Leadership Podcast, Software in the Boeing 737 MAX. So what would you do, or how would you feel, if you realized that the software you had helped develop was responsible, at least in part, for the loss of 346 lives? Last time I briefly mentioned an article by Gregory Travis, who was a pilot for more than 30 years and a software engineer for more than 40, in the IEEE Spectrum magazine. It's the How the Boeing 737 MAX Disaster Looks to a Software Developer, where he said, quote, I believe that the relative ease, not to mention the lack of tangible cost of software updates, has created a cultural laziness within the software engineering community. So software is always part of a larger system. This is self-evidently true in the case of embedded systems like the computer systems on modern aircraft. Any more modern aircraft is a computer network with wings and an engine, or more than one engine. In the article I mentioned at the top of the episode is a fascinating study of the engineering problems of the Boeing 737 MAX. It's a bit difficult to summarize in a brief video, but I'll give it my best shot. To compete with Airbus, Boeing decided to upgrade the 737. It's important to note that after the changes were made, it would still be a 737. So there would be no lengthy and expensive recertification process and no expensive retraining of the pilots or the airlines. To get better fuel efficiency, one of the main reasons for the upgrade, Boeing put bigger engines on the aircraft. Unfortunately, the new engines were too big to fit under the wing and moving the wing would require new airworthiness certificate, which would take too long and cost too much to get. So they scooched the engines forward and flattened the engine covers in order to clear the ground. Unfortunately, the new engines at high angles of attack generate extra lift and apply it to the front of the wing. When you're low and slow with a high angle of attack, like a takeoff, you're close to stall conditions anyway. You add thrust and suddenly the nose pitches up, increasing the chances of a stall. So how did Boeing fix that? Well, they added the MCAS, the Maneuvering Characteristics Augmentation System, an angle of attack sensor to the wing, and a computer in the cockpit, two actually, one on the pilot side and one on the co-pilot side. Unfortunately, the two computers didn't talk together or to the other avionics. They did talk to the elevator field computer, which controls the angle of attack and makes the control yoke feel like it's mechanically connected to the elevator, which changes the angle of attack. So whoever was flying the plane, whether it's the pilot or the co-pilot, their MCAS was in charge. And when the operating MCAS thinks there's a danger of a stall, it would push the nose of the aircraft down to alleviate the high angle of attack stall condition. But it gets worse. The angle of attack sensor on the wing is subject to malfunction. Now a human pilot may be told by the aircraft sensors that the plane is in danger of stalling. But the pilot consults the other avionics looks out the front window and decides whether there's a real risk of a stall. So when they designed the software, they failed to get the two MCAS units to talk to each other or consult other sensors. The MCAS software was written with blind faith in the signals from just one angle of attack sensor. Nobody apparently worried that the sensor might ever be faulty. Finally, in a significant departure from all aviation norms, they did not allow the pilot to override the elevator field computers. So because it was just another 737, no retraining was required. Pilots had no ideas the MCAS was installed and how it would work. In the two 737 MAX crashes, the pilots were fighting the controls all the way down to the ground. Travis in his article 
talks about how software developers, software industry, doesn't have that long a history in aviation. They aren't saturated with the safety-first culture that you find in the crews that build the mechanical parts of the aircraft. So what's the point? Whether you're building an embedded software system or a business management solution or a SaaS product, people are relying on your software not only to be correct, but also to work as part of that larger system. It's important, sometimes a matter of life and death, to keep the big picture in mind. That's it for me, for you, for now. I hope you have a great day and a week. Be careful out there. I'll be seeing you. Bye.